Oh, their silk pajamas in this are so oh, hot. They're so, so good. good. I'm sure they have enough money now. It's they're... a look. I would love to wear something like they that. Look so, they look so comfy. This is my move to declare bankruptcy now before, like, my anyone dies in my family, I inherit something. <laughs> declare bankruptcy now before I release my version of Waterfalls and make a bajillion dollars. <laughs> So that song is really appropriate for the segment that we're doing right now, which is the section of 17 where they have guys like respond. Dear answer boy. Yeah, it's like dear answer boy. Can you believe this? This guy? is a wrong. That's creep. She creeps on the down low for. Yeah, maybe we should have played the this creep radiohead. This is I'm a creep. <laughs> uh, so this section is called Can You Believe This Guy? The Totally Appalling Appealing Boy Report. So they put like a devil and an angel and they do like a really nice thing that a boyfriend does and then a really bad thing that a boyfriend does. So like we said, sometimes these magazines are super awesome and they give really great advice and sometimes they have this kind of shit. Yeah. I have been seriously and exclusively dating this gorgeous guy, Jeremy, for six months. Of course, his name's Jeremy. I don't know why. Jeremy's are creeps. One day after I came why? home. Why? Because they spoke in class today? <laughs> One day I came home from work. Because they bit the Reese's lady's breast? How could you forget? <laughs> One day I came home because from Because daddy didn't <laughs> give attention to time. Okay. Jesus. Can you believe this guy? The totally appalling, appealing boy report. I had seriously and exclusively been dating this guy, gorgeous guy, Jeremy, for six months. One day, I came home from work to find his car parked in my driveway. No big surprise since my whole family adored him, and he was over so much, he even had his own nice night to help wash, wash the dishes. I went to my bedroom, and to imagine my surprise when I opened my door to find my almost 18-year-old boyfriend and my 10-year-old sister making out on my bed in my no. room. Oh. Needless to say, I dumped Jeremy, and I've never introduced my sister to any of my boyfriends? Holy yeah, okay. blame Shit. the 10-year-old. I know. What? And there was a Sarah, Fuck. Oklahoma City, big surprise. I mean, in Jeremy's defense, daddy never paid attention. And he was something <laughs> that mommy wouldn't wear. Oh, God. I'm just like, can't there be a follow-up here? Like, your boyfriend's a pedophile. Maybe call the police. Call the police. Absolutely call, call the police. The police. Yeah. There's nothing there. And and I wasn't like, this isn't your sister's fault. Or they just yeah. decided to print this alongside a, a girl who got a lot of flowers from her nice boyfriend like just in passing like i was that the good the good the good boyfriend story yeah the good uh, boyfriend was not making out with your ten year old sister no like, yeah, yeah no i know low bar low, low bar. bar uh so yeah i was just i i saw this online at first on teen time machine and then i looked through our stash and found it and i'm just like oh my god here's this- the thing fuck all right <laughs> just give me a second because like my brain's on fire right now the reason why we have an age of consent is because everybody below it can't consent exactly. they don't understand what the fuck is going on so lay off your fucking sister dude <laughs> and call the police on your fucking call creepo boyfriend Hold on, I'm looking up the age of consent. In I think Oklahoma. it's really disturbing that the it, magazine just leaves that there. I know. And, doesn't, and doesn't put anything. And she's like, I won't introduce me to any of my other boyfriends. My hot 10-year-old sister is really... It's so gross. It's so gross. That's the solution to the problem. Also, maybe if you told your fucking parents that your pervo, pervo boyfriend was making out with your 10-year-old sister, he wouldn't have a day to wash the fucking dishes <laughs> no because shit. he'd be kicked out of the family. Oh, oh. I think he's out of the maybe family. Maybe that's why he has a day to wash the dishes. <laughs> Let's wash the dishes with this motherfucker. Let's wash his ass down the toilet. Immediately. But don't toss out the 10-year-old with the dishwater. (laughs) Suddenly, something exciting is happening to dishwashing. There's a new, richer palm olive with a new, richer formula, and dishwashing will never be the same. New, richer palm olive. great song for awareness of small penises <laughs> uh that was the in that video that's the one where they all dressed up like boy bands from the 90s they dressed like yeah. uh backstreet boys i think christina aguilera britney spears and 98 degrees old nick lachey and jessica was it around the time that they did their stupid show newlyweds oh, by the way uh lauren had to go take her temperature she's gone for this segment. <laughs> yeah no she went to go take a shit that's so what, what do you guys <laughs> really think of lauren now that she's in the other room <laughs> She's lovely. Yeah, she's lovely. So <laughs> this section is called Girlfriends Q&A. And this is a yeah. section where the readers write in 
and ask questions about their friends. Instead of asking their actual friends. <laughs> True. So this part, this one says, how can I get my best friend to stop wearing slutty clothes? My best friend dresses like a slut. She isn't one, but boys think she is because of her clothes. Just cause she dances go it don't make her a whole no. I've caught lots of guys looking down her shirt. She complains about how guys treat her and never realizes it's because of the way she dresses. How do I tell her what's happening without her getting mad? So this pickup question fucking pissed me off because part yeah. of the advice that's highlighted at the bottom, it says deep down, your friend knows her plunging necklines are getting her the guy attention and she probably likes it. I mean, maybe she does. This is so full of judgment. Yeah. It says, even though it's yeah. negative, your friend desperately needs this attention and complaining about her admirers snags her even more negative attention from you. And then they, then she goes on to say that you guys go shopping together and while you're browsing the racks, be like, oh, suggest a longer skirt instead of a micro mini. This one would look really gorgeous on you. That way she's your mom. I know. What are you going to go to fucking TJ Maxx and be like, here, try on this fucking are you Amish my, skirt. Are you my grandpa who <laughs> went to buy me a hat that complained about the prices of hats in the fourth grade? <laughs> Here's the thing that that blows my mind. Well, actually, you know what? It doesn't even blow my mind. I'm not even shocked at all. But none of this advice says anything about her friend just sticking up with her for her friend and being like, can you please not stare down my friend's shirt? Yeah. Like, or the fact that maybe she likes wearing those clothes because it makes her feel confident or like attractive. Just she it don't make her a whole no. Yeah. Just if she's doing it for herself because she thinks the clothes are sexy, that's great. And even if she's doing yeah. it for her because she likes the attention, that's also fine. Yeah. Also, exactly. I really, the girl that they they put in the picture that's supposed to look like a slut, I really like her outfit. <laughs> it's such a good outfit. Uh, she's wearing like it's cow print pants and, and like prom sandals and like a sequined tube top and like choke collar. I hate her because she has a long torso and long legs. <laughs> It is a very weird looking photo, but also... No, she looks great. I'm just jealous. <laughs> yeah. That's so is her but friend. That's why she's writing in. But also, if you just add straps to that tube top, she's in running gear. So, like, why are we calling her a slut? Like, I don't know. But also, in the question, the, the girl who wrote the question in says she complains about how guys treat her and never realizes it's because of the way she dresses. What if it's just because those guys you're hanging out with are fucking creepazoids? Totally. You mean, you mean they're hanging out with guys yeah ex teenagers <laughs> disgusting horny teenagers yeah you yeah. guys need to meet nice guys who wear fedoras and will treat you right we won't <laughs> objectify you Ugh. so i mean like this this isn't even this isn't even that shocking of a question considering the other questions that come up like we've come across a few questions where like the subject of like quote-unquote slutty clothing is an issue but it's just like the amount of like judgment like james was saying is just like out of fucking control man also, like, this is at the, t at the time when, like, Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears were sort of, like, go like really popular and, like, at the height of their careers. And you see these yeah. people that girls are looking up to and the way that, and the way that they're dressing. And yeah. that's what you, you emulate that because you think it's attractive or it's cool. And it's just, like... And it could be... It, it is attractive and cool. I know. Exactly. Yeah. There's no problem with it. So. Exactly. Like, it's, it, it's amazing to me how... Anybody from this period in time doesn't have complete fucking whiplash from the amount of like friggin' mixed signals they've been getting over like how to dress and how to act. Like yeah. when they're surrounded by shit telling them to dress a certain way and then they dress that certain way and then they're called a slut. Like it's just the amount of whiplash that must have happened in the 90s is insane. All these, uh, all these celebrities, all these women who dress incredibly provocatively, but then they're sending the message like, but actually I'm a virgin and you should wait till you get married to have sex. Exactly. But I'm going to be as sexy as possible. It's like, yeah, what if I just yeah. want to have sex? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about sex, baby. Speaking of sex, uh, there's another segment Let's here. Let's talk about sexy babies. Wow. <laughs> 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 uh, this says, what do you know about sex? So they interviewed a thousand teenagers from America and asked them sort of what they thought about except for this guy he's 20 why is he in here how do you do fellow kids so sex to have it or not when with whom how to say no to determine what teens like you feel know and want about sex 17 teamed up with a health organization and did the survey 
that guy who's 20 here and what's he doing here is literally like online being the guy who still goes to high school parties when he's graduated three years ago. Yeah, looking down that girl's <laughs> shirt, fucking creep. I thought this part was interesting, which Lauren had talked about earlier. It said, 20 years ago, gays and lesbians were majorly stigmatized and many kept their sexuality under wraps. These days, you can't turn on your TV or go to a movie without running into a gay or lesbian character. That sounds kind of judgmental. If there's a different... Well, it depends on the voice. If it's like the voice, you can't turn on your TV without running into a gay or lesbian character. But then put it in like your uncle's voice who lives like... (laughs) 40 miles out of town be like you can't turn on your tv without running into a gay or lesbian character but, but also but also that's clearly not fucking true because like representation was still a huge fucking issue back then so we if you had if you had like three gay characters on like you know a wide variety of shows throughout like a single season so will and grace uh like queer eye for the straight guy and like you know just and like three gay characters was darman greg was he gay no he was not gay he was (laughs) she probably was true but but the idea of like gays and lesbians everywhere is like clearly not true because representation was still a huge fucking issue back then. Well, and ninety nine percent of those people weren't actually yeah. gay anyways. You they can't were turn gay. on your TV over a you know week long period without tuning into one particular time, and there exactly. might be a gay on your screen. A fake lesbian. This just reeks of people who are just like, keep it in the bedroom. I don't care if you are gay, but keep it in the bedroom. Well, that's I what they're like at it. That's what they're at it. Well, it yeah. also is like, it's also like self-congratulatory. Like, hey, yeah. look, you're there's a couple of you on TV. We don't actively yeah. hate you anymore. I even so have a gay up. friend. He gives me exactly. advice on things and I don't ask him about his personal life because frankly, yeah. I don't want to go there. Why are you complaining so much? You have like three characters on right now. Like, aren't you just happy seeing that? Why can't you just be happy with the fucking like breadcrumbs we're the, leaving you? This Fuck is the off. golden age of the gay friend who exists purely to be obsessed with the straight person's li- like romantic yes. life. And he's just like, like asexual, but he wears a flashy shirt, so he's gay. Yeah. But he's like, oh, honey, you need to get with him. And I'm going to like totally, like uh, I watched Blast from the Past. Oh, yeah. Starring me. <laughs> he is so greasy. And uh, it's like they, there's, uh, weirdly enough, it's, uh, what's his name? Brendan from Kids Frazier. in the Hall is the gay character. Dave Foley is the gay character in that. And he exists oh totally God. to be asexual, but like with fashion advice. For and Alicia to be Silverstone. Like the conscience of Alicia Silverstone, who's like, exactly. oh, honey, I've spent like eight days just being obsessed with your life. Yeah. You're really yeah. in love with him. I know because I have no sexuality of my own. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, in this survey that they did in 1991, 57% of the. Uh, people that they surveyed said homosexual how do you feel about homosexuality 57 percent said it makes me uncomfortable but other people's sex lives are none of my business 27 percent said homosexuals have something wrong with them i know and then in 2000 or sorry i guess 99 that number had only dropped to 19 percent still alarmingly high yeah <laughs> one in four bro if there was us, yeah. if Lauren was still here, one in four of us would have responded to that. Hello, right here. Here's what's wrong with homosexuals. They have to live in a heterosexual society. That's basically it. I will say that, like, I mean, if this is an accurate survey, if they're not just feeding us bullshit, which I'm assuming they're not because they actually went through the Kaiser Family Foundation to do this survey, but... They said, so in 1991, 17% said, I don't have any problem with it. And then it changed to 54%, which actually was kind of a leap, yeah, which sure. I do like in seeing. So mm-hmm. I don't want to just point out how negative everything was. There was an, a very positive increase in like the number of people who just don't have a problem with it. But I want to like, I oh my God, you know, when your bar is low and it's, I don't have a problem with it. I know. Exactly. What I want is like, if I was taking this, if I was taking this quiz as a queer person, I would have been like actually asking for it. Like, please, can I see this more? Please, can I have some more representation instead of the breadcrumbs that you've been giving me? So I would be interested to see how many people they surveyed who were actually like craving 
some kind of representation. Although there's a dangerous line of like uh, of like moms who are like, I watch Drag Race. That means when I meet a gay person, I will a queer person, I will cross all their boundaries. But I mean, exactly. like, I've seen Drag Race. I know what you're up to. I'm down with you guys. I know it's yeah. fucking ridiculous. You guys have the best taste in fashion. That's <sighs> like the bar they had back then, being like. Yeah, I objectify you as a as a friend. Oh, yeah. Moms all need a gay friend. That's what most women need. Someone to invest in their lives. Totally. Their boring sex lives. Their gross husbands. Yeah. And there was another one in terms of talking to kids with their parents. Twenty one percent of kids parents have not talked to them about sex. I was 100% in that category and I'm fucking happy for it. I did yeah. not want my parents to ever talk to me about sex and I thank God they haven't because it would have scarred me. Yeah, I my mom my mom taught me like kind of like the bare minimum about like periods and shit, but like it's with um with actual sex, like I have like a lot of baggage wrapped up in how I learned about sex, but I looked into um I like I thought about like I was looking at this segment or this issue, this um this segment of the issue, and then I went and looked at a survey done more recently through Teen Vogue. Do you remember that thing that happened where like you had a bunch of kids who thought that like they could still keep their virginity but just have butt sex all the time? Yeah. That so that's kind of like a the that's kind of like a glaringly obvious problem here, which is like nowadays like anal sex and oral sex isn't just a substitute for like like mainstream like you know like regular like heteronormative sex like intercourse like vaginal intercourse it's now in addition to that so you have all of these kids who are having all these kinds of sex and no one's telling them anything about it and like really if you think about it the only thing that you're going to get from a decent sex ed curriculum whether that's being given to you by your parents or whether it's being given to you by your school or both the only thing that that's going to do for you is make sure that you are sort of maybe doing it safely and and everybody is all like you know you have all of these parents that are up in arms saying like if we teach kids about sex they're going to go off and have some like crazy fucking orgies it's like no they're going to maybe use some lube instead of no lube at all and then cause injury to their partners like also, that's what we're talking about you're just like throwing your anal sex away on like randoms but saving your regular missionary sex for your husband that seems backwards yeah. to me <laughs> if you're a cis hetero couple like mainstream save that for your wedding night but the weird like you know the, i think like the you know the, the horrible thing about this is that we're reading this like we're reading this survey or part of the survey which is just what hetero people or straight people or like we assume they're straight who are yeah. taking the survey how they feel about gays and lesbians or like queer people in general and like really like not actually asking queer people how they feel themselves. And when I read that survey that was done more recently through Teen Vogue, they were, they said that like they, they actually, um, they actually surveyed LGBTQ2 plus people. And a lot of them were just like really uncomfortable with the current state of affairs of sex ed curriculum because they just weren't, they weren't discussed at all yeah. and they weren't kind of consulted on it about the kind of sex that they're having. Yeah, totally. So there was just a lot of confusion and a lot of feeling like they weren't seen or heard or, you know, held in any kind of like way in terms of the stuff that they were learning. It was pretty much just like, you know, DNV yeah. heteronormative, like fucking. Well, you yeah, know, D, you should move on to be a modern day sex educator yeah. with like grade sevens. Be like, all right, so here's the moment where a man, yeah. when a man really loves a man, he takes a hollowed out ball pit, ballpoint <laughs> pen and shoves it through his urethra. This is all look grade sevens. This is all normal. Don't act, this is weird. This is known as Excuse sounding. you, James. Sounding is more of like a grade 12 curriculum, okay? I would not be introducing it to like grade sevens, okay? It's true though, because if you were a queer or gay teenager and you're only learning about like straight sex, it's like, well, if I'm going to have anal sex, how, if you don't teach about that, then how do you know how to protect yourself? If you don't teach about that, how do they know that it's okay to be that kind of a person or it's okay to leave to, to like have that kind of sex? So if you're not even talking about it, like when I was growing up, 
I, I mean, A, I went through the Catholic school system, so that has its own baggage attached to it anyway. But as like a queer person, um, like growing up in that, in that, in that kind of like, you know, environment where we weren't discussing the different kinds of sex that we could have, I just sat there saying like, well, I guess it's just that really uncomfortable sex I have to have that I don't quite like. And, you know, like there was no kind of discussion about like, what if you're like, what if you're a straight girl who just doesn't like having penetrative sex? Like, that's not even something that would be brought up. It was just something that was expected that you would do when you got married to have children. You really got to lay it all out in sex curriculum, you know, like when a man loves a woman or a man loves a man or a woman loves a woman or two men love a woman or a man loves inserting (laughs) balloons into his urethra. You got to lay out all of the different, all of the different situations. Exactly, Mondo. (laughs) When a man loves a gerbil in his ass. (laughs) When a man loves a gerbil. And keep his mind on nothing else. He takes the world for the good things That's a Spice Girl. Yeah, that's too much. You know um, what's weird? We're right, leading right into the Prince William segment, and a big ad in this magazine is for Spice, Spice World. World. Well, I was actually reading that. Um, Have you seen Spice World? I've never seen it. It's so I've bad. It. It's so cheesy. It's a funny it's farce. So, you know what? It's so bad. It's good. Like mm-hmm. I, but then it goes right back to bad. <laughs> they have they have a, like a list of uh, for stupid Americans. Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> Uh, be yeah. like for for an English an English word for with an American translation. It says, "Bums the word." Every British word has an American mate, and they have chuffed, which means happy. Bird, yep. which means guess what it means, Kristen. What's a bird? A girl. I learned yeah. that from Austin Powers. A, a sexy lady. <laughs> what's it? What's dosh? Oh, I don't know. Dosh is money. Yeah. Dosh. Okay. Uh, then they have uh, homely, which means pleasant. And then for fucking idiots, they have best mates means best friends. <laughs> Sorry, that? did you did you say that homely meant pleasant looking? Yeah, yeah. I'm like my version of homely is an ugmo, like the exactly. ugly taxi driver or the ugly stranger. A lot of homely people got to be pleasant because what else are they gonna do? <laughs> I've always thought that I've always thought that homely meant like a girl that couldn't be too picky. All right, now we're talking about. YM, February 1998, talks about Prince William, who was 15. His mom died six months ago. Yeah, 97. This is dating profile. I'm 15. My mom died six months ago, and I'm six feet tall, and I am losing my hair. Not yet. He had gorgeous hair back then. Yeah. I was telling someone recently, I was like, I'm so old that I remember when William was the hot one. I yeah. know, right? We're like, no. <laughs> I feel that's a thing, though, is that if you remember that William used to be the hot one, it's like a defining moment between, like, who people were and who people are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this old. It yeah. just depends on your type. If you want, like, a burly ginger whose father is not Prince William. <laughs> or, sorry, whose father Prince is Charles. not Prince Charles. There's a theory yeah. that his actual father, who he looks a hell of a lot like, is like some, I don't know, some guy. Well, yeah. spill the royal tea. I never thought Prince William was hot. He is too much of a, when I think of a toothy smile, that's what I think of. And I just, I don't know. I never found him attractive. I never, I never thought about it because it was just like, I mean, he just was a royal. He was just kind of like untouchable. And I was yeah. just, like, not that like, you know, celebrities aren't all untouchable in some yeah. way, but like, I just never thought about him. And also the cover of the magazine isn't him posing for the magazine. It's a pop, like it's a, it's a paparazzi shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's the cover of the magazine. It's not him posing. So like when the, when the issue came out and I remember owning this issue for sure, um, I had this issue because I, rec- I, I, I totally recognized the cover. I never found him attractive because I was just like, he's a prince. He's like a Disney movie, you yeah, know? Well, and I was like... He's not sexual. My relationship no. with the royals has always been that I'm slightly older. Or, like, my dad is 
uh, 80 something. And my family, my dad's like an immigrant and my mom's French Canadian. So we always had an antagonistic relationship with English, Scottish people. And the weird culture of Canada before say 1980 was that this country was very, very focused on being English or Scottish. Mm -hmm. So I was always raised to be like, you're not them. You're not that kind of white person. You're like a different kind who <laughs> hates the royals and hates this like English colonial mindset. Bro, I'm native. I'm like, fuck these people. I'm a tanned white. <laughs> You're a different kind of Karen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, my dad is from Croatia. He has like dark tan. So I'm like, I'm like tan white. My mom, my my mom is. Your uh, mom is a tanned kind of Irish person. No, no, not at all. No, my mom is Irish Catholic, born in Belfast. So she came over here with her fam, with like her mom, mom and her dad and her brothers, and basically like my nana, my grandmother, was basically just like, you don't trust the fucking Catholics. You don't trust the fucking. You don't trust the fucking Scots. And like the first thing she fucking does when she like be like is in her twenties is marry a fucking like white dude whose mother is Scottish Protestant. So it's like, wow. All right, we don't have to. This is boring as fuck. We don't have to include this. Well, you're when- Irish. I'm Croatian, French, and uh, Kristen's Italian. So we're all like the 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 undesirable kind of white people. Yeah. Also. <laughs> Yeah, and when my when my when my mom came over here, they were just like they weren't white trash, but they were poor as fuck. So it's yeah, I don't know. My dad used to tell stories when he moved over here from like living in Germany and living like you know Berlin, like all the fun stuff there. He got over here, and uh, you you uh, at midnight everything shut down. They played "God Save the Queen." You had to go home. Well, that's basically how it is right now with quarantine. So basically, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we were talking about Prince William being on the cover of this fucking magazine, which is a paparazzi shot. With a full head of hair. Yep. Six months after his mom died. You know, I might dislike the royals because, hey, what's your relationship with the royals being American, Kirsten? Uh, And Andrea. Andrea's also secretly American. (laughs) That's okay. I, I think some people here are, like, pretty interested in them. I've never really given much of a shit. It was a I'm American too. I was born and raised in the state, so I just I Canada is like a different relationship because they're a Commonwealth country. Right. Yeah. Like they care more, but I've literally like I don't even know what the Queen sounds like. Like I imagine her to sound like Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. Hello. She sounds. <laughs> I think I Queen, Queen, Queen Elizabeth sounds like a bag full of mothballs. That's what she sounds like. Well, she's 187. I think that, like, America got, like, I think that the U.S. got kind of into the royals when, like, Kate Middleton married William and, like, Meghan Markle married. Well, they they were super to the royals with Princess Diana because she was, like, an attractive princess. That's when they first fell in love with the royals. That was the first, like, attractive royal. I think that wedding was the most watched, like, broadcast ever in the history of the world. It's like almost yeah. a billion. It's people just or like now, uh, Canada's changed so much that like back in like the eighties or before that, it was a very English Scottish country. So we were, had a more. Now it's just like we're just like Americans. They're just like government sponsored celebrities, basically. Yeah. Well, now Megan and fucking Prince, what is his name? Oh, he's, I guess he's not a prince anymore. Harry. Oh, he's still a prince. He has had to give up his Majesty H M something. Oh, the royal title. The he's weird thing still- is. That- He's still rich and white. That's all you need to fucking It's, it's weird because they left the UK and then they moved to Canada for like a week and then they were like, fuck this place. And now they moved, lived in LA. It's just weird to imagine like, you know, a royal walking around in like board shorts and like LA gear. Like what? I mean, he does look kind of Australian, but it's just weird to imagine Prince Harry at the beach or yeah. like on one of those lime scooters. You wow. Know? They have <laughs> more like a limey scooter. <laughs> By the way, they don't have enough SPF. For him at the beach. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy looks fuck. in the sun, he gets sunburned. <laughs> I'm going to put on my first year university political science hat and be like, you guys all laughed at England for being an empire for spices. Well, now America is an empire for oil and now spices are worth more than oil, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was that stupid? That yes, was stupid. That's stupid. Put a, spill the royalty. Where's the scandal? Uh, well, wait, wait. So I'm a lot like Prince William. Okay. That I, I thought we were so different. 
He went to Eaton College, a really posh boys' school. I went to St. James Catholic Elementary School. Uh, he's six feet tall, which I am, and a natural jock, which I am. He's naturally creative. Will is left-handed, they say in this article, as I am. Okay, I really want to talk about one thing in the article. The only thing that you can be brothers. Me, you can yeah. be brothers. Is that they the, the royal family keeps like trying to like sanction this guy's like enhance this guy's boner. Like it says, uh, when uh, Will was talking in, about when Will was thirteen years old or fourteen years old, he went to South Africa with his dad. He got to go backstage with the Spice Girls, which he has a picture of Emma Spice in his locker. Also, Pamela Lee in his locker. Oh, and then, uh, and then, uh, when William told his mom Rip that he thought Cindy Crawford was attractive, (laughs) she arranged for him to have tea with Cindy Crawford. It's like, are your parents trying to like get your fuck on with like these (laughs) way older women? (laughs) He got to meet the Spice Girls and Cindy Crawford. I mean, look at who his dad is and what he's done. It wouldn't be that shocking, I guess. Speaking of what his dad did. I have a list here of royal scandals in the last hundred years. Oh, fuck. Going from eh to you should be in jail. <laughs> I love that scale. I'm not including anything that That's was how I rate my in dates. the movie, the, the show, The Crown. I mean, you know what I should. He should be in jail. Andrea, go on different days. When Prince Charles... Drank a sherry brandy. At age of 14, Prince Charles ordered a sherry brandy at a pub. Wow. Wow. You know what? Called the sun. Drew Barrymore was drinking alcohol at eight. So and doing coke. like, whatever. Yeah. That time, Prince Harry spent one day in rehab after admitting to his father, Prince Charles, debatable, That he tried marijuana on numerous occasions and participated in underage drinking. The 17-year-old Prince Harris sent to a drug rehab for a one-day stay to, quote, learn about the possible consequences of starting to take cannabis. Starting to take cannabis. This is like a 90210 episode when Brandon has one drink and gets into a car accident and all of a sudden he's like AA teetotaler for life. Or or like that episode of this of Saved by the Bell where Jesse Spano takes caffeine pills. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> uh okay. Uh so Prince Harry got naked. Uh, he played a, pe- a game of strip billiards in Las Vegas, and someone took a photo of him. All right, this is what it gets to bad. Prince, Princess Michael, who is of Kent. I don't know who she is. I can't keep track of all these people. But she went to a, 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 the prince, the queen's luncheon wearing a brooch that was basically it's a, a piece of Blackmore jewelry, which basically looked like Justin Trudeau wearing blackface. Mm. Like... But a, a, a character of that in a brooch. Oh, God. I shouldn't have done that. I should have known better, but I didn't. And I'm really sorry. So she was blackface at a luncheon. That's yeah, yeah but she'd actually go and we don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. <laughs> in Canada. We're like, that was terrible. But hey, you Check out our prime minister. You have nice hair and you're kind of funny. Next one is... This is the second last one. Yes, in 2005, when Prince Harry was photographed in a Nazi costume. Oh, my God. That was... Uh, people forgot about that. It wasn't that long ago. 2005, he wore the outfit, a Nazi outfit, to a party. This is such pieces of rich fucking posh shit. Fucking the, rich, The theme of the party... assholes. Wait, you think it's so bad he dressed as a Nazi to it? The party he agreed to go to had a theme. It was colonials and natives. No, no. And it says he was 20. It's like, hey, when I was 20, I mean, I'm not the prime minister of Canada, so I'm a bit smarter than that. I knew not to dress up and fucking, like, go to a party as colonial natives as a Nazi when my whole privilege is based on thousands and thousands of my subjects dying so that we aren't all Nazis. I know. But the thing is, is that, like, in 2015, he dressed up as a 2005. Nazi. He oh, was 2005. 20. Oh, but still. sorry. <laughs> 2005. It was a earlier. way different time. Sarah Silverman was making offensive jokes. We all did I'm it. I'm so sorry. I, 10 years further, 2005. 
Yeah. He dressed up as a Nazi. How did we forget this? Well, you forget that in 2005, we had hipster racism and ironic racism where some Ugh. comedian would go on stage and be like, say something horribly racist. Like, can you imagine if I actually felt this way? Isn't that funny? It's like, yeah, people do feel that way. The government, the police force frequently feels that way. It's not funny. Yeah. So... That was your, like, second. Your first one either needs to be how Diana was murdered by the royal family or it needs to be <laughs> colonialism. No, you're forgetting there what number D's one is. Conspiracy. Number one you're forgetting. <laughs> Prince Andrew, <laughs> the queen's youngest oh, you're son, right. you're forgetting that he was a member of a, a child sex uh, Dude, that's not a conspiracy. trafficking cult. I cannot it's believe not that a that's conspiracy. Where seven, I didn't say it was a conspiracy. I said he was a member of a child sex trafficking cult. And there's been nothing that's happened. 17-year-old Virginia the- Roberts claimed she was forced to have sexual relations with the prince when she was a minor in three separate geographical locations. Send uh, that bitch to jail. Not the girl, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, shocking. So, hey, as much as we're in love with the royals, fuck the royals? Yeah. Fuck, fuck the royals. Fuck the, the monarchy. Hello, Patreon subscribers. Thank you guys for supporting us. We love you. We love you so much. So this was from our last episode, which went off the fucking rails. And uh, we had to actually record this as a separate segment. So enjoy. These are celebrity embarrassing moments. Hey, it's me, Jesse Camp. I'm here, Jay. <laughs> uh, so I looked up some celebrity embarrassing moments because there were some from the magazine, but they weren't that great. And here's a few. Mariah Carey isn't known for being the sharpest crayon in the box. She's a fantastic songwriter. I, I won't even <laughs> stand amazing. for the opening of this segment. She's actually fucking I think they're genius. talking about her... You know, in terms of her common sense, let's say. Okay. Not her intelligence. She's privileged. She's yeah. been rich for a very, very long time. So she's had some eyebrow-raising comments over the years, but her alleged take on being skinny really tops the cake. So she said, quote, Whenever I watch TV and see those poor starving kids all over the world, I can't help but cry, she reportedly said. I mean, I'd love to be skinny like that, but not with all the flies and death and stuff. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> like what the fuck oh mariah i know <laughs> mariah you're on fire <laughs> <laughs> then the, i look i just keep going through the list justin bieber visited the Anne frank house and said that she would have been a believer fucking dumb horrible did she even have a radio up there i doubt it <laughs> No, probably not. <laughs> uh, this was one of my favorites, and I really deep dive in this story to find out as much as I could. So in 1999, Matthew McConaughey got arrested for smoking weed and playing the bongos naked. Upon approaching... Which o- thing did he get arrested for? <laughs> Upon approaching- I hope it's for playing the bongos. <laughs> not even naked, Same. just playing the bongos in public. <laughs> I was just about to say that, but you got me right in the middle Throw of the Throw them in jail. And I couldn't say it. I mean, defund the police, but like, let's leave five for bongo players. Uh, a cop approached the side door and he said, I could see a nude white male dancing and playing bongo drums. And the music was so loud. The cop added that he knew that he could not hear me if I knocked or hollered. So he settled on aiming his flashlight into a home at an attempt to catch the attention of this guy, Hauser and Matthew McConaughey who's a Texas native. And when an officer asked McConaughey the quote nude subject for ID, he replied, you're violating our rights. You can't come into my house like this. The Uh, house was dimly lit with low lights and candles and contained a bong, a bowl with pot and a quote one hitter unquote pipe. I asked the nude male several times to put some pants on. The cop said he responded by saying, fuck you. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. You did nothing fucking wrong. I mean, your movies in that period, maybe. But that particular instance. Yeah, you can't even play the bongos naked in your own house. What kind of world are we living in? This fucking fascist state. (laughs) 
it's just it's it, like I just I can't help but think that if Matthew McConaughey wasn't white and if it was just like a person of color playing the bongos naked it maybe would have ended very differently totally. no one should be arrested for i mean people should be arrested for playing the bongos period <laughs> but not the other things i mean if i was in i just charge, don't understand how you can t- go into someone's own house and be like how can you be arrested for i guess maybe public and talk well, no because you're not even public you're they in your have house. like they have like uh fucking the police uh let's not get into these bastards but uh, they have, like, probable cause where, like, uh, Stephen Page was doing cocaine in his house and somehow police saw him through the window and they were able to, like, enter his house on, like, maybe well, he's doing cocaine. That's different because it's illegal drugs. He said, they were snorting, he said they were snorting vitamin C. <laughs> that's what I told my ma, too. Yes. <laughs> One week since the police arrest me. Two weeks in the band, kick me out. <laughs> Then I got into this deep dive rabbit hole of like celebrity embarrassing moments. And I watched this video that's so fucking awkward. And I highly recommend that you check it out. Is <laughs> In 2009, there was a blind American Idol contestant who tried out and got to like, I don't know, a couple of the finals. And then he walked by Ryan Seacrest and Ryan Seacrest tried to high five him. And it's so yeah, I remember embarrassing that. <laughs> because people were like, no, like he's blind. Hello. He's just like. It was so embarrassing. I remember that. It happened. Oh, my God. It was so fucking embarrassing. Dude, if that happened to me, I would crawl into a hole and die. Like, I would never I, get over t- it. I would. At one time, I uh, a friend of mine uh, was with her friend, and her friend was uh, quadriplegic, so they were, in a, they were in a wheelchair, and I went to shake their hand when I got introduced. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. It was not that's, good. That's the kind of thing you think about in the shower over and over again for the rest of your life and go, I still Ugh. do. I'm 38, and I'm pretty sure this was over f- a fucking decade ago, <laughs> and I still think about it and am completely mortified. And I, I apologize profusely, and both of them were just laughing, being like, don't fucking worry about it. It happens all the time. And I was just completely mortified. Well, now COVID's, we're not shaking hands anymore, ever again. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think one of my most recent embarrassing moments. Other, which I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> uh, I was in, I had to do a presentation in front of my entire class. And like, obviously I went to university late at 29. Never had a Mac growing obviously up. Obviously a donus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, t- in the next episode, Andrew pronounces Adonis a donut. <laughs> And I was in front of the class and I had to do like, you know, a presentation and I had to use the teacher's, com- like the professor's computer and it was a Mac. And I've, I'm not like you little fucking rich kids that grew up with a Mac. I had fucking Windows 95. So I literally did not know how to work a Mac. And they're like, I had a fucking typewriter, okay? I like did reports <laughs> literally on a typewriter when yeah, I was I had in a like typewriter. elementary school. I had a typewriter through elementary school. It was a nice typewriter. That's weird. You guys did? <laughs> Yeah, I guess my, that was still a thing. Well, in the we 80s. didn't own a computer, so I typed up my uh, my mom's typewriter. We had a typewriter. There is something quite satisfying about a typewriter and the sounds it makes when you like when you type on it. I do enjoy it. Okay, Tom Hanks <laughs> <laughs> collects typewriters. Um, another embarrassing. Oh, sorry, the embarrassing moment was I didn't I didn't know how to work the Mac in this. Like all of the kids were like, "You have to swipe with four fingers." I'm like. Fuck you. Four. Here's one <laughs> finger, you fucking TikTok losers. It was embarrassing. I though. still don't know what TikTok is. <laughs> <laughs> We're so fucking old. Oh, my God. So old. <laughs> uh, and then I read another one, and I've seen photos of this, actually. And I can see this happening. So Fergie didn't have a chance to hit the bathroom before hitting the stage at this Black Eyed Peas show in 2005. So she's singing Let's Get It Started and just straight up just peed her pants on stage and continued to sing throughout the entire thing in her wet pants. I what a that. professional. I know. This should be celebrated. <laughs> and she was wearing khakis, uh, cargo short, uh, like a three-quarter length. She was wearing length. really light-colored pants. It's like, nah, Worst pants to, cut, to pee your pants in because they're extremely light-colored and everyone can see. But you know yeah. what? She's, she put her best foot forward despite that very... Very public and awkward moment. And then another segment that we didn't get to cover in the last segment was the Just Friends segment. And this was a segment where they were talking about, you know, can guys and girls just be friends? And I think we've covered about we've covered this before in previous episodes. But this one was like a little I don't know. It was a Harvard study saying that 88 percent of um, 
or 88 pairs of opposite sex best friends uh, showed that the males were more attracted to their female counterparts than the other way around, which isn't shocking at all. And so yeah. I was just saying, like, this article is dated. It doesn't include a spectrum of genders as it's written in 1998. So I wonder, yeah. like, how it would be approached now and how you feel about platonic relationships. Because this is really interesting because a former platonic friend of mine from years and years ago who we stopped talking because he got married and I'm pretty sure his wife was jealous of our friendship literally messaged me yesterday out of nowhere and we haven't spoken in six years and so none of my female platonic friends were allowed to contact me (laughs) that's because you slept with them all Uh, that's how I made friends (laughs) oh my god I treated it like a handshake back in the day Uh, it was we called it docking (laughs) You just, it was like a, it was like a dick shake and that's how you met well, people. No, like how would I, like a lot of times when you meet someone, it's usually for romantic reasons and then things don't quite work out, but you're like, Hey, let's stay friends. Like, yeah. That doesn't, that's not how I, I'm like, if I fuck you and I don't like you, don't ever call me again. I don't even want you to be but alive. But I do like you. I just have so many problems. Ew, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I've had I've had like a couple of people that I've dated who we just we just decided to stay friends and like I have like one or two people that we hooked up and I managed to like just stay friends with them but we didn't have a relationship so that's why I was able to do that um, but yeah it's I don't know I'm friends with a lot of people I mean I mean I don't think I think it depends on the level right like if you're friends yeah. with someone that you just hooked up with it was kind of casual there's not a lot of like emotional baggage and, and then, things tied and up and then in they it. break into your house. <laughs> And then you stop seeing each other. And then uh, I didn't later, break in. The door was open. That would never hold up in court. <laughs> but it's just like the thing that I don't understand about this question about like whether like, you know, quote unquote, guys and girls can be, be- can be best friends without it getting romantic. I mean, like you mentioned that it was like they didn't have any kind of like um, they didn't have any kind of like, uh, you know, uh, spectrum of genders they just assumed, yeah, yeah like they it was didn't like very black and white genders because it's like i like i you know i'm queer and like i have more guy friends that i'm friends with than like you know girls that i've dated or girls that i've like that that like i haven't been able to maintain a friendship with right so it's i don't know it's like if i think about it if i think about it like personally i i friends with like way more guy friends who I've like maybe had an interest in or maybe dated than I am with girl friends. Yeah. I don't know why. Men are just generally so risky because they're generally so garbage that a lot of times (laughs) you think true when you think they're being your friend, they're just like being a nice guy and trying to rally up the credit points for you to eventually wake up one day and realize they're, but they're actually being insincere. Like some nineties rom-com. Yeah, we were trained by rom-coms to be like, we'd wake up one day and be like, I actually love you. Where it's actually most of the time the guy's scheming, being like, I can't believe you treat you like that. I mean, not that I'd ever want to date you. Like, that'd be so weird, right? 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 That'd be weird. Okay, just checking. All right. Well, that'd be so weird, but I'd treat you like an angel. I mean, like as if we'd ever hook up. Like, we'd ever think about it. Dude, that's literally the plot of every single Lifetime movie in the world. Some girl. That's also the plot of every angry incel Oh, true. <laughs> Some girl uh, moves back to a small town and like revisits her friend from next door, like a Dawson Joey type thing, except they never hooked up. And then he's like, oh, you know, I'm single or my wife just died. And here we're going to drink some yeah. eggnog and fucking. That's literally that's literally <laughs> the plot line of fucking Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon <laughs> in it. Exactly, bro. A horrible yeah. men on the Internet have weaponized this and being like, I I treated you like a human being. You owe me sex money. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking garbage human beings. I happen to think I'm friends with a lot of good dudes, so like I don't have that opinion of that. Like no I hate to like I hate to like not all not all men this or whatever, but like I do have I do have close male friends that are like that are that are good people. But yeah, I do agree that like the toxic messaging that came across with regards to like you know how male female or like you know relationships between men and women have been portrayed in hollywood and in movies and in books and stuff like that has been very very toxic you just you just you might have male friends who are a sincere made of friends i'm just saying never give a man the benefit of the doubt like don't <laughs> trust them because they could be being nice to you because they're pieces and then of they shit and they end up killing like, you, you because I, w- money. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts 
<laughs> Every man I've ever met and will continue to meet until the end of time is guilty until proven innocent, <laughs> and I stand by that. And then they might still be guilty. <laughs> so I have yeah. another question that came from the end of this because I uh, they were talking about, in high school especially, this is a huge thing, uh, people being friends with their exes, and can you ever truly be just friends with an ex? Like I'm talking like a real ex, someone that you've had emotional baggage ex. with, you had a I long-term relationship, like, well, you broke up with. No. Do those attractions go away? Do you, you know? Can I say one thing? Actually, a real ex, usually if you're in a long-term relationship, by the time you break up, you're so sick of their shit that usually, if you, unless you get dumped unexpectedly, when it's a breakup like that over a long term, you're actually more likely to be like, no, I never want to fuck this person again. Like, I've been yeah. through all of that. Usually the trouble is uh, friendships that are kind of sexual. You had sex a couple times, then you were kind of friends. That's where the trouble comes in. And my rule is... If I'm going to be friends with uh, with a, 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 a woman who I, I was attracted to or something somewhere historically, they have to put in a lot of effort to be friends with my partner because it yeah. just doesn't work otherwise. You just can't have secret same sex. I mean, you can, I guess. It just in my experience, it just it just seems Shady. very untoward to have secret if, if if you're not willing to be open up to your partner well it's kind of like an emotional affair otherwise if yeah. you're not if you're not having, yeah exactly if you're not being honest with your partner about the friendships you have or you know like secretive shit then it's like and maybe they don't get along and that's just like uh, if you're in a long-term relationship that's tough i mean you just don't get to be friends with that person <laughs> if they yeah. if they're an opposite sex relationship and you're really close and they don't get along with your partner that's not cool that's just never gonna work yeah, but I, I have I have a lot of I, I have like I have a number of Sorry. friends that are still. Can I interrupt? I said opposite sex partner. I meant sexual attraction, gender yeah. or yeah. whatever gender is a contract. Whatever you're know. into. I said opposite yeah. sex because heterosexuality is a fucking sham. But there's what? no such thing as opposite sex anyway, yeah. so we yeah. don't like we don't need to say that. But like it's uh, there's a like we've said spectrum of gender, so opposite sex doesn't exist. It's uh, like it doesn't mean anything. Um, but I have a lot of friends who had like long, long-term relationships with people and then they ended up breaking up and they're still friends and it still looks like it's relatively healthy. So like, I think it's possible to have that happen. I just, I think it's everybody just recognizing what is good for them. Me personally, I can't do it. It's why I don't fuck my friends. It's why I don't date my friends because the people that I have like invited into my life as a part of my like family, I would never want those friendships to end. And I know myself and I know that if we ever were together or we ever broke up, I would not be able to be friends with them anymore. And that would be more heartbreaking than the breakup. Like it would yeah. not being friends with Do them. Do you think postscript Ross was ever like, you're not going to still hang out with Joey, are you? <laughs> <laughs> that um, Joey tried to fuck Rachel in that horrible fucking season where they were like, almost dating that'd be gross Ew, we put on an episode of friends the other day to just watch while we were eating i cannot handle the laugh tracks dude i don't know what Ah! i don't know what it was in the 90s where we just completely tuned out laugh tracks but now listening to them in retrospect it's so fucking tacky and embarrassing i just i can't it's like it's like embarrassing i can't watch it i just so here's what i did and i'm like i was never gonna admit this i was gonna go to my grave with this and never (laughs) admit that i did this Did you masturbate to friends porn? No, not at all. I hated friends. Um, (laughs) Or, well, I did, you know what? I didn't hate friends. I would watch it, but I wouldn't watch it religiously. You don't even need the, you don't even need the porn. Just how cold was that set for Rachel Aniston or uh, Rachel (laughs) Jennifer Aniston? No, but here's the thing. So the pandemic has happened. We've all been isolating. We've all been like literally like, using our our netflix subscription like crazy and so one day i weirdly like started watching full house oh no (laughs) we tried to watch it too oh my god it's so bad dude this isn't gonna get sexy is it (laughs) so i made so i i actually like watched rewatched all of full house (laughs) and then i watched all of fuller house and it's so bad it's so bad and i couldn't stop watching it (laughs) so i watched the whole thing and you know what with fuller house i mean don't get me wrong it was garbage (laughs) but 
there were a couple of characters like Jodie Sweden. I actually kind of dig her. She was a huge meth head like when she was like younger, oh. and I actually have a lot of respect for how she's like corrected her. Dude, like, Gia Mahan came back. She was one of my favorite characters. In I Full know House she was hot. She was hot. She was bad girl, and she had really great fashion sense. And I was like, I want to be like her. I want to oh. smoke in the bathrooms at school. She was so good. Like I loved, I loved her. I like actually just have a really soft spot in my heart for Joey Sweden. And was like, there a famous for- scene in that thing where uh, they talked? Six was talking about a horoscope, and then Jess and Stephanie said, "Is that a microscope for looking at you?" Yes. She yeah. called Six a whore. <laughs> yeah. At like she was like seven. Who's Six? Six is the Joe. Kimmy Gibbler. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm oh. like, why are you... Ma- wait, wait, who was Six? I thought Six was Gia Mahone. That's Blossom. <laughs> oh, shit. You're mixing up your 90s shows. You got fucking Alzheimer's. <laughs> no, no, the whole thing was Kimmy... Uh, yeah, the whole... You got you basically got the line right where she's just like, oh, you know, like, is that like a microscope that can only see your face? And it was a take on like like the word horoscope. But yeah, it's if you look up crazy shit that happened on Full House, that line made it into it because it was a G-rated show and basically Stephanie Tanner called Jimmy, Kimmy Gibbler a whore. And <laughs> like, it's <laughs> three single men, one of them very neat. At living in San Francisco, unmarried, and none of them are gay. In the <laughs> yeah, 90s. what the fuck, man? Recast yeah, that. But it's but you know what? Like I, I watched mean, all of. <laughs> sorry, Uncle Joey was fucking that puppet, right? He was <laughs> yes. fucking. Uh, he's not uncle. He's chipmunk. not their uncle. He's, he's a just courtesy Joey. uncle. We've talked about this. <laughs> he was fucking he was that called, chipmunk. As some, you know what? As somebody who is now an expert, because I watched both fucking shows. There have been a couple of times where Joey got referred to as Uncle Joey. Okay. Uh, sure. What was the name of his chipmunk? Mr. Woodchuck. Mr. Woodchuck. <laughs> what was it, Mr. Mr. Woodchuck? Woodchuck? He had a whole. He had a whole line. It was like they were. I, I don't know. They were all like. There was a line in it where he's just like, "I'm going to go into the basement and play with Mr. Woodchuck." And oh, I, like, oh I got God. so angry at a young age. He's like, he was at like an audition. He's like, "Here's my impression of Mr. Woodchuck." And he's like, yeah. would you like wood? And it's like, wait, that's not an impression if you just make it up. Here's my yeah. impression of Dave the janitor. Hi, I'm Dave the janitor. No one can critique it because it's not an impression. Oh, my God. Sorry, it's I was angry a- about that <laughs> since like 1993. Get it off your chest, James. <laughs> anyway, so that's my my new my brand new deep shame is that I've like I've re- I've rewatched Full House and then watched Fuller House, and this is this is what Corona has done to me. What a cool ant version of cool was Uncle Jesse who was obsessed with uh with um Elvis, and then in one scene to be cool, the whole family went on stage with 1990 era beach boys and sang kokomo wearing sunglasses (laughs) that's my version of cool i remember the episode i because i like i it's not hard to not remember because i watched it (laughs) five fucking minutes ago but there was this whole episode where michelle like made two hundred dollars in a lemonade stand and then went out and bought a donkey (laughs) (laughs) bro That sounds like it's, a good business plan, to be honest. I, did I ever tell you the time a, a donkey bit my tit? It was so fucking painful. <laughs> I went to take a selfie with this donkey at James's mom's farm. His name was Jack. Not my mom's farm. So or sorry, her mom's farm. his mom's friend's farm. And I was like, oh, what a cute donkey. And so I took this picture. And if I didn't have a bra on, dude, that donkey would have gnawed my fucking nipple off. Like, do not trust them. They're called asses no. for a reason. And they're fucking mean. And I hate them now. So <laughs> my friend, my best friend has a farm and she has a donkey named Bernard and he's apparently a little puppy. <laughs> well, this was we not, can re- we can re- not we can all re- donkeys. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> we can end there. Now, would I introduce some new friends to help us sing our next song? They are the Tanner family. Have you ever gotten a tampon stuck up there? 
You ever kicked a man in the balls when he told you how to smile? Ever peed on a guy's face for money? Well, we've got you covered. With enough stories, we'll drown out the patriarchy for good in their own semen. I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb, and this is Dirty Girl, available now on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast.